Good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. All right. Welcome to Regen this morning, slash The Way, slash any other church that you might be affiliated with. It's all good times, family time this time of year. If you want to turn to Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, we're going to be doing the reading right now also. Verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be a child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Gracious God, our Father, we thank you, Lord, for just being good. We thank you for being a loving God, a merciful God, a kind God. We thank you for being a God that hears and answers prayer. In fact, God, we thank you because you are the only God that hears and answers prayer. Lord, we ask you to bless us this morning from the scriptures. And in fact, God, we know that preaching belongs to you. And man is just a vessel you decided to use. Use us today. And Lord, I wouldn't dare answer close this prayer without letting you know, Lord, that I need you. In fact, God, I don't know what it is about me, but it just makes me feel better when I tell you I need you. I need you now, Lord. Help us to preach as never before, like a dying man to dying men and women. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, I don't know what happened in society. We got away from the Merry Christmas thing to turn it into Happy Holidays. But we're on a mission to put Christ back in Christmas. Amen? Amen. Amen. I mean, what is Christmas without him? Now, I'm excited this morning, and I'll, I'll tell you why I'm excited. I'm very excited. So you know when you're at home when you don't get an introduction before you get up. <laughs> Amen. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, if they give me an introduction, I'm going to feel out of place. In fact, I'm going to be upset because then it'll feel like I'm not at home. And at Regen, I'm at home, especially on Saturday nights in that chapel and cafe. Amen. Amen. So, Regen, I want to take this time, this opportunity to thank you for being so kind to us. It is good, whatever you're doing, to have the help of somebody that knows what they're doing, especially when you don't. Amen. And when it comes to church planning, I don't have a clue of what I'm doing. Right, but Albert knows, that's why we meet here on Saturday nights. I thank God for Pastor Albert, and we thank God for you, because you all have been so great at making us feel at home. In fact, I believe the attitude around here is on Saturday nights, it's not a meeting in our church trying to start another church, but it's, oh wow, we're open on Saturdays now. <laughs> yeah, and I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate this. This church is like 7-Eleven. Something is always going on here. <laughs> Yeah, always open. <laughs> I like that. And churches should be. Now, it was Dr. Uh, C.A. Spurgeon that said, when a preacher gets up, he should make his way to Calvary as rapidly as possible. So I come by to let you know we're on our way to Calvary. Matthew already read, but I just want to read a little more. And that first chapter of Matthew, starting at verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. 
For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And we just want to talk for a few minutes about God with us. Now, let me say this in offset, just in case you didn't know, I'm black. <laughs> and when we preach, we tend to like to hear people in the crowd respond by saying, amen. amen. For those of you who are not used to it, it's not a bad word. It's good in church <laughs> to say amen. Amen. I knew you guys would catch on. I, I like boxing. I'm a... Uh, <laughs> amen. I am a fan of the sport of boxing. I watched it as a kid, and even when I didn't know much about the sport, I love, even now, watching ESPN Classics and seeing the reruns of classic bouts like Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran. I watched it when he said, no mops. The classic bouts of Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas the Hitman Hearns. And the classic bouts with the champ, the greatest, the GOAT, whatever you want to call him. Some of you don't know what GOAT means. That's the greatest of all times. The GOAT. Just in case you're not familiar with him, he had this thing. He said that I, I float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. Ali, I watched him on ESPN Classics, Ali and Sonny Liston, Ali and George Foreman, Ali and Joe Frazier, the thriller in Manila. And one thing about Ali that others didn't have, he was just smooth. So when you say smooth, you got to say it like that. He was just smooth. You got to move your head with it. Smooth. He was smooth. He was so smooth. He was so good that he can fix a poem for every fight. Just smooth. I remember listening to the Ali and Larry Holmes fight on the radio, and I remember how I felt when the champ lost. I remember just like it was yesterday when they said Muhammad Ali, the GOAT, the greatest, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I remember how I felt when they said the champ had been defeated. Now, some may argue and say the champ was beyond his prime, but I discovered something then. And what I discovered was that a fighter is only as good as his corner. A fighter is only as good as his corner. Some may argue and say, no, the champ was beyond his prime, but I would argue, no, a fighter is only good as his corner. Some may argue that the champ was washed up, but I'll say, no, a fighter is only good as his corner. George Foreman helps me out when he comes back at the age of 40 and wins the heavyweight championship. A fighter is only as good as his corner. I don't know about you, but I've been in some fights, more than a few. Some I had to run away from. Don't laugh at that. He who fights and runs away lives to fight another day. Some I had to stand there. Some where I needed what we used to call backup. And I don't know about you, but sometimes you get in certain fights where you need to know you have somebody with you. In this fight of life, it is important that we know we have somebody on our side because just like a fighter, just like a boxer, 
Life has a way of hooking you. I have to do this because I don't have PowerPoint. Life has a way of hooking you. Life has a way of jabbing, and life has a way of giving you the uppercut. Life has a way of backing you into the corner, getting you on the ropes, and when you're in this fight of life, you need to know that you have somebody with you. You need a good corner because a fighter is only good as his corner. You need a good cut man. You need a good trainer. You need a good coach. You need a God on your side. In our text, we have the testimony of Scripture, and the testimony of Scripture ensures us that we have a good corner. The testimony of Scripture assures us that we have a good cut man. The testimony of Scripture assures us we have a good corner man, a good trainer, a good coach. The testimony of Scripture proves that God is with us. When we look at the text, this text offers three witnesses to the assurance that God is with us. First of all, the first witness is Joseph. Joseph took Mary as his wife, treated her with honor, affection, and respect after the angel had came to him in a dream. Now, fellas, work with me. Joseph, his actions is proof that God is with us because I don't care what they tell you. I don't care what they say. I don't care how they put it. Had my wife Kim showed up pregnant before we said, I do, and it wasn't me, fellas, work with me. I don't care how many angels came to me in a dream. I would have woke up, ran to the bathroom, poured some water in my face, and called it a nightmare. But the fact that Joseph still took Mary as his wife, treated her with honor, love, and respect, it is proof to the testimony that God is with us. Then we have the testimony of the angel. The angel's message highlights several things. First, the angel's message highlights that it was God's will that Joseph should marry Mary. Mary, 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 Mary. You get it. Mary. God wanted them to marry Mary. Secondly, the angel's message highlighted that this pregnancy was supernatural. That this pregnancy was mysterious. Now, we all know Joseph knew it was mysterious. This pregnancy was miraculous. I'm quite sure Joseph could agree with that, too. And this pregnancy was the work of the Holy Spirit. And then thirdly, what the angel does is he gives Joseph the results of a divine ultrasound. Yeah, he tells him the baby is going to be a boy. Yeah, the results of a divine ultrasound. And only a divine ultrasound can do this. Then he tells him to name him Jesus. We don't get those. He tells him the name of Jesus. And then number five, in connection with his name, the child would save his people. And then we have the testimony of Isaiah. This event of the birth of Christ was predicted precisely centuries ago. And the angel quotes Isaiah 7:14. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And this is very significant. And let me tell you why. This is very significant. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they do. I don't care what they try to tell you. Men, women, children, everybody, listen. And you can take this one home with you. Virgins do not have babies. That's why it's significant. That doesn't happen. And anybody 
the claims they're virgin and tell you, you tell them I said. I'm like my mama now, you're lying, the truth ain't in you. Virgins don't have babies. And not only that, but this would be a sign to us forever that God is with us. This would be a sign for us forever that God is with us. Listen, we have concrete evidence that God is with us. We have evidence we can take to the bank that God is with us. First of all, we have personal proof that God is with us because he saves. The songwriter did it like this. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath the flood and lose their guilty stains. We have concrete evidence because God saves. Maybe I could do it better like this. I'm not what I want to be, but thank God, praise be to God because of his grace, I'm not what I used to be. Is there anybody else in here like that? I said this here once before, this neighborhood, Funktown. My brother and me, we ran these streets. Now, I'm not going to tell you what we did while we was running them, because if I did, you probably wouldn't want to hear me preach. Don't laugh too fast, because if I knew everything about you, I probably wouldn't want to preach to you. <laughs> Thank God I'm not what I used to be. By the grace of God, he saved me. Hallelujah. We have confidence to share with others that God is with us because he secures. In Isaiah, here again, the testimony of the scripture, chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful. I like that. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And just in case you didn't know, my God, my Savior, my Jesus definitely fulfills all those offices. And we can be assured that God is with us. This last one is easy. You know why? Because he said so. Because he said so. In Matthew, the 28th chapter, verse 20, part B, he says, And behold, I am with you always even to the ends of the age. God is with us. It's a wonderful thing for a fighter to be in the center of the ring, punch drunk from all the hooks. Remember, no PowerPoint. All the jabs, all the uppercuts. It is a wonderful thing for a fighter when he feels his legs about to give from under him, when he feels he's about to go down. It is a wonderful thing when he saved by the ding ding, that's the bell, and he turns around, punch drunk, staggering to his corner. It's a wonderful thing when he sees somebody there. Let me tell you, put yourself in the fighter's shoes. And when you're being jabbed by life, when you're being hooked by sin, when you're being uppercut by trials and it feels like you're punch drunk and your legs about to go from under you and you're saved by the bell and you turn around to, to stagger to your corner. It's a wonderful thing when you find somebody sitting there and if y'all don't mind, I just like to react my corner. When life has got me punch drunk, when I'm decimated by trials, it's not going right on the job, when the kids are acting funny, when life is just getting to me. It's a wonderful thing when I'm saved by the bell and I'm able to walk back to my corner and have a seat and be hydrated by my corner man. It's a wonderful thing when my corner man, the cut man, the Holy Spirit, begins to tend to my wounds 
begins to smooth out the swelling. The Holy Spirit begins to doctor on me where life has hit me and, and get me right here where the job has got me. Pastor, cut on my chin where the kids got me. It's a wonderful thing when I'm sitting in my corner, in my coach, which is God the Father. He comes to me and he said, listen, Emerson, boy, you've been trained for this. You know I sent my son for you to go through this. You got to get out there and act like you know what you're doing, son. It's a wonderful thing when I'm sitting in my corner and the Holy Spirit is doctoring on me and my coach is in my ear and all of a sudden my trainer, which is Christ Jesus, begins to whisper to me, boy, don't you know I'm with you? You're not out there fighting for your life. You have life because I gave you new life. The fight is already won because I did it on Calvary. Don't you know what I've been through to you? It's a wonderful thing when I'm in my corner and my coach is in my ear. My coach is telling me, look, you better get out there and give them the old one-two. Use the jab. Use the hook. Use the uppercut. Man, you ain't even dancing. I taught you to dance. You got to dance around out there. In fact, if you feel yourself, give them the old rope dope You know what that is. You remember on Friday evening when they put me on the cross, when they hung me high and stretched them wide? Give them the old rope dope You remember when the grave, sin, and hell thought they had me beat, and I stayed in there three days? All that was was the rope dope because it was early Sunday morning. I got up with all power in my hand. Give them a drink and send them back in there. Listen, you can win because Christ is victorious. We are victors. God is with us. A fighter is only good as his corner. We got a good corner. We have a good corner. And in this fight of life, we're not in it alone. He promised us that he would be with us. I don't care what they say, Jesus, is the only person I know, as much as I love my wife. Jesus is the only person I know, as much as I love my family. Jesus is the only person I know. Not only is he with you, but he can keep a good secret. And he never, ever goes back on his promises. Let's pray. God, our Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for being with us. Lord, we thank you for the promise that you gave us that you would never leave or forsake us. We thank you for the promise that you gave us, that you are with us always, even until the ends of the age. Lord, we pray now that something was said that we would be a better people for you. Those of us that know you, and God, if there is somebody here that doesn't know you, we pray that on today they got a proper introduction and they will come asking, what must I do that I might be saved? We thank you, God. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Lord, for loving unlovable people. And thank you, God, for loving us now that we can love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.